Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, and today with my fabulous co-host. Hey, guys. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. And today we're going to be talking about, um, well, first of all, we're I'm going to kind of share with you um, some of the experiences that I had over the weekend. Um, yeah. Ashley Kay is the most winning bikini pro um, ever. So she's legendary. She had her Congrats. 19th win. Congratulations, Ashley Kay. Um, <laughs> and she is the most winning um, Olympian, too. So they call her the goat of the sport. Um, and so I had the great privilege of um, attending a posing seminar with her and her coach, um, of Team Elite Physique, Adam Bonilla, and he is absolutely a wealth of knowledge, and the two of them were talking about the amount of time that has been spent on her, I mean, if you're looking at her routine as a pro, it's probably one of the shorter routines, um, you know, pros get a minute and a half, and she, I mean, she just sits there and nails every single pose, and it looks absolutely stunning and perfect. But hers is pretty compact. Um, so she was mentioning, you know, that might be something for other pros to think about is just that hers is a lot shorter. She just does, you know, the Model T walk and um, goes back and then forward. And she really hits every single spot. Um, it's incredible, you know. It's like quality over quantity. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when I heard what – the amount of time for that small, you know, short, seemingly short routine um, to the average eye, you would think that that wouldn't take a lot of time, but um, they actually have spent thousands of hours just perfecting that routine. And, um, you know, the reason why Ashley is the most winning pro is that before every competition she does, she spends three weeks in Denver um, I mean, Adam even has like um, a room for her with her own bed and they literally train every day. They work through after their training, um, you know, they pose her for an hour. And then when she's in L.A. Um, and she'll she'll send him constant videos, like different scenarios, like this is one, two, three. Which one do you like better? Like screenshots and they're they're constantly dialoguing and perfecting like just the littlest tiniest like this is one with a rotation in the hip or this is one where I have pressure in my toes or this is one that I have pressure in my heels. Bottom line is, is that from the outside you're looking at her success and I mean I know at least for myself you know sometimes it's easy to just kind of be like oh wow she has like great genetics which clearly she does. But mm. um, the amount of effort and time that she spends, and Adam will be the first one to, you know, say this, um, she is the most winning pro for a reason because she works, she will outwork anyone. And to me, that's incredibly inspiring. And it reminds me of a book that I'm currently reading. And this is by Tim Grover, and it is called Relentless. And if you have read the book, then you know what I'm referring to. There are three personality types. Um, so the book is going from good, great, to unstoppable. Um, 
And so the first personality type is a cooler and um, they are good. You know, they're going to get the job done when it comes to sports um, or just life, business in general. Um, and then you have your closer. They are great. Um, and I'll kind of talk about each, like, breakdown of each one. But Ashley Kay is a cleaner. Uh, tried and true. She is a an absolute cleaner um, when it comes to the support of Bikini. And um, if you've read the book, you know that he was the personal trainer. Tim Grover was the personal trainer of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Obviously, people with great success, but... More, most importantly, they were cleaners and they outworked anyone on the amount of hours and time they spent on their craft and perfecting it. And so um, I just want to kind of go through the five bullet points of the book and give you a bit of a summary. Um, I highly encourage you to read it, though. Um, I, I'm taking my time with it. I'm actually like just kind of like nitpicking each spot and just really internalizing it because there's so many good quotes and things that takeaways that I've I've found from this book but um if we were to cap recap it um in five simple parts um the first one's take responsibility and so um if there is a mistake that's made um you know they're going to be the ones you know in the driver's seat they're taking the responsibility they're taking the wheel so Chris, I know you have a really good story when it comes to taking responsibility and um, what that means yeah. to be a cleaner and taking responsibility. Can you share that with us? Absolutely. Yeah, I have a client. Um, her name's Allie, actually, and she has like continually like made humongous, humongous um, like strides within like her physique, um, but there was like a point in time within our prep where, you know, she had mentioned to me that she had noticed or she had taken some like personal time to reflect that there were certain trigger foods that were getting in the way of the goals that she had set. Um, and that is a big deal when you have like a structured plan and you are, um, you know, you're, you're trying to follow it to a T and you have like certain foods in there that you're, are your favorite and you look forward to having them to be able to admit that those foods, um, might need to go, um, is like a huge deal. So when she had like brought this to me, like I could 100% relate. Um, and she had also like taken responsibility for that, but also had like um, presented some ideas of what she, what might be some good solutions um, in place of like those foods. So it was like really eye opening to see somebody like take responsibility for like, yeah, the mistake, but then also offer a solution. And then um, like a weekend or two later, we worked through a couple of things and she sent me this beautiful quote. Um, and it is, it stated um, self discipline is the best self-respect and she like shared with me how like positive she felt about having um something that was like structured and feeling her body and going towards her goals um just her whole mindset around the whole thing had changed and it was really coming down to her taking responsibility um so yeah I just felt like that was really appropriate of like someone looking at their actions and like identifying is this helping me or is it hurting me and then doing something about it um so yeah and it kind of leads us into the, the next one too 
yeah, so drop your excuses is um, the second you know section of the book, and basically a cooler, they're gonna make a mistake and they're just gonna provide a lot of excuses, and mm-hmm. for the the reason why they did that behavior X Y Z, um, a closer is going to have a mistake, but they're gonna project the blame. Oh well, it must have been this person's fault. So like. In a physique sport, yeah. it must have been that the judges didn't like me or um, mm. it was political or um, like my coach didn't give me the right plan. So I failed and didn't have that success. Um, but a cleaner is going to look at look at the situation and the mistake that was made and they're going to own it. They're going to be able to look you in the eye and say, I messed up. And I think that that takes a level of growth. Um, I know for me, when I was first starting the sport, I probably fell more in the cooler aspect where, you know, I just, and everybody's at a different place in the sport. And I think that that's what's so important to realize. So when we go into some of the topics today, I just want you to keep an open mind. If you're a beginner, you're in a different spot and we all have started there. Um, right. You know, if you're a regional competitor, like looking to do like a, na- a national show, you know, you may be in that closer mindset right now. And that's OK, too. Um, I know I personally have been in all of them. Um, but if yeah. you want to be a professional athlete, you really have to live. And I'm saying this, I'm speaking this for myself is just I know that if I want to be a professional athlete, I have to live like a professional athlete with yes. all of my actions and I have to take responsibility for those. So yeah. when I think about, you know, just my, my preps in the past, um, you know, I had a lot of excuses and, um, I mean, even just my last prep with the Arnold, you know, I, I just thought, Oh, well, I'll just throw on some extra vegetables. It'll be better for me because then I'll feel more full. There's not very many calories in them. And, you know, I'll just, I'll put on a little bit more like sugar-free ketchup or I'll have some extra unsweetened cashew milk. Um, it mm-hmm. won't be a big deal because those aren't very many calories. But when I kind of looked at that and I'm like, you know what, that's not thinking like a pro. That's not acting like a professional. And if I truly want to be a professional athlete, I'm going to have to make those nitpicky decisions and actually really get serious about measuring everything. And again, I don't want to scare anybody because I know that that like that sounds so minuscule, but um, even just like chewing gum, I know it's like five calories, but I it's not leading me towards my goal. It's not helping me towards my goal. So why would I be doing that action? And that's kind of how I think about it with the excuses. How about you, Chris? Yeah, definitely. I think that you have to know how bad you want something. And like you had stated earlier, like you have to know um, where you, how you want to like prep for your show. If you want to um, prep as far as like being a cooler or you want to be a closer or you like, you get to choose. There's no wrong answer. You get to pick it. Um, And I definitely feel like a lot of times there were instances earlier when I was getting used to the sport where I did lean heavily on excuses like, well, it was a birthday party or while I was on vacation or, you know, like I always had something that I could kind of like lean on as a crutch of why I made certain decisions that I made. 
And I would always like tell, you know, Amy, like, this is why I did such and such. But really, when it comes down to it, the science is the science. So no matter what I told her or what I communicated to my coach, like, I still made those decisions. My body's still going to respond. Like, my body does not care if it was a birthday party. My body doesn't care if it's vacation. Like, what I fuel my body or how I utilize my workouts, like, that's what my body responds to. So um, I think a lot of times we look for that, like, that, um, like, emotional, like, um, we have that excuse and we want that emotional, like, compassion of, like, well, okay, yeah, you were on vacation or, yeah, that is what people do when they have birthday parties. But when you're an athlete, sometimes you – and you're a serious athlete. I mean, that's what I'm speaking to um, exactly. You you sometimes have to make decisions that are different um, to get a different type of outcome. Yeah, and we're going to talk about just some of the sacrifices that, you know, are necessary because it's – the prep life is, you know, there's some trade outs. Um, and so the, the third point of this book is stop looking for the secrets, the tricks and the shortcuts. Um, mm. And so I know that if we if you can kind of just sit down and if you're a journal type of person, um, then this would be probably a good step to just put it on paper um, or, you know, just like do some meditation and reflection on these questions um and I think that that can kind of shed some light as to which maybe direction you want to go um when it comes to your goal so the first one is where are you now so you need to determine you know realistically are you someone just getting started that you know needs to have a great deal of weight loss um are you just getting started that you just need to start setting up some simple habits like getting to the gym, um, meal prepping your food, or are you at the point where you have the physique of an athlete and you're looking to take it to the next level? So first be honest with yourself and where you're at right now. Um, The second thing is uh, what do you want to be? And so um, if we're looking at the prep life, the prep life, you know, what, what part of the sport, how is this going to enhance your life? What do you want to do with this? Um, And then the third part would be, what are you willing to do to get there? So we all know that uh, Michael Phelps spent more hours in the pool than anyone else, and he was a very successful swimmer. We know that Michael Jordan, um, according to Tim Grover, you know, outworked his opponents 100%. Like, He was Mm. in there doing the work every single moment, but that took a sacrifice. There was no secret. There's no like little trick that he did or any kind of shortcut. I mean, he was cut in high school from the basketball team, you know, like things (laughs) didn't come to him easily. Um, So it's, he knew that he had to put in the work. And um, I think Will Smith was quoted too, that he's just an average, pretty, average talented guy um I mean to be honest like kind of like mediocre looks but he has like very he has found huge success in like film entertainment uh music industry because he works harder than anyone else he talks about how when other people are sleeping he is working um he's constantly putting in that effort to get there and then the fourth one would be to make a plan to get there um and then obviously the fifth would be to act on that so um 
Do you have anything to add on the stop looking for secrets, tricks, or shortcuts? No, I think you cover that well. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Okay. So the number four is do the work and <laughs> do dot the dot work period. <laughs> um, yeah. We're just going to leave it with that period. Um, yeah. Number five, you're going to push yourself. So um, you have got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I think about Phoebe Hagen when I think about her hashtag know your own ability I don't know if any of you follow her. She's an up-and-coming pro. She actually won her pro card. She was in my high class in Spain in Alicante, and she's a rookie pro this year. She's fighting her way to make it to the Olympia. And if you haven't watched her YouTube channel, shout-out to her. Like, she just inspires the heck out of me. Um, Just with the way that she just talks about, you know, like, if you think that you can't do that last rep, the difference – is that you're going to push through it and you're going to do it and you're going to kill it. And if you don't think that you can get your butt out of bed and do that cardio or push for that last sprint, she's going to do it. Um, and she calls it leveling up. And she's been doing these really hard pro shows, like the Toronto Pro. Um, she did Puerto Rico. And she got sixth in both of them. So wow. she got zero points for the Olympia. And she was going to high tier, those are the highest tier shows um, that you can do as a pro, so there are more points. Basically, you get as many Olympia points for getting fifth as you do first at other lower tier mm. shows. So she's pushing herself she, because she's like, you know what? She's like, if, if I'm going to want to do this, then I need to go against the best because I need to learn what I need to do to be the best, you know, and I need to go against the competition that's going to push me. So yeah, she's uncomfortable. I would be extremely uncomfortable. I mean, obviously she, she is meant to be there. She's getting six, but she's getting zero points. She could go to a smaller show and probably win it. Um, but then just in Miami, like two weeks ago, she, she got fifth. So she got her points, um, because she didn't give up. Like she's leveling up in a way that to me is a true cleaner where you're going to get uncomfortable you're going to get comfortable getting uncomfortable, um, really pushing yeah. yourself out of that comfort zone. So anything to add on that, Chris? No, I'm like so inspired right now. <laughs> <laughs> she inspires me. You got to watch her videos. They're, yeah. they're unbelievable. They're vlog style. Um, yeah. And I've just been loving them. So that's kind of what the book is about. Um, I, I mean, it's a lot of basketball, but it's just a lot of just kind of like that golf book that I recommended. I, I think that I mean, to get a, a book that's just talking about bodybuilding is very rare. But um, <laughs> I think we can all relate to, like, and see how the greatest basketball player, like, on the planet, how, you know, how he went from getting cut from a team to being a legend. And yeah, that's what it takes to be a legend. So we're going to go through five different ways that can kind of help you um, set yourself up for the most success and so when we're talking about goal setting um I know that we've talked about that at the beginning of the year we we chatted about yeah. goal setting um yeah. and that's pretty typical like oh yeah you know first of the year we're gonna reflect on what we're gonna do this year but if you think about that that one day is 
0.28% of the entire year. That's like a drop in the bucket. That's not a whole lot of time. This should be an ongoing process that you're you're going through like every month, every week, breaking down those goals. And so we're at that summer solstice almost this weekend. Um, yeah. So we're at that halfway point. And I just wanted to kind of come back to the goal setting aspects. Um, so you definitely need to define it clearly. And um, mm-hmm. for some of you that may be journaling, um, for me, I've, I've used, I've adopted Whitney Jones um, kind of tactic. And I not only created an app for my next goal um, and put like a banner and a picture of what it is that I'm trying to go for and a countdown calendar on the app. But I also have it visually um, on my chalkboard, like right next to the bathroom, right next to the refrigerator. That's <laughs> a good spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that I, I have to, you know, look at that every day and think like, what am I going to do today? Um, and what's going to, you know, what small thing can I do to get me there? Um, yeah. So some other things that we should think about are, are emotional reasons for wanting that goal, identifying the roadblocks that maybe are, are, you know, getting in the way of our success, and then just becoming an expert in that field. Um, I was talking, or Ashley was chatting about, like, what she did. She actually got 13th at the Arnold, her very first show. She was wearing a white bikini her hair was like bleach blonde. She had this horrible tan that was like not even dream tan. It was like one of those like salon ones. She literally said she bought her white bikini at Target off the rack. And she's like, I got 13th place. And she's like, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I think she said there were only like 14 people there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, she's basically like dead last or whatever. And she's like, I was like, it motivated me so much to start researching the sport, like figuring out what I needed to do to be successful in this. And she's like, I was on a mission. What did she do the next year, which was her very next show? She won the overall at the Arnold. Um, <laughs> and that was her. That second is show. hard work. Yeah. And so she did her homework. Um, and I guarantee she probably got a good quality coach that was lined up with where she wanted to be. So I don't know. Yeah. I just, I know I'm talking about Ashley K a lot, but like I said, she's the green goat of the sport. So yeah. um, her story is one that, you know, if you want to be that successful, those are something to follow there. It's a good role model. Yeah. Um, and then just splitting the goal into daily bite-sized chunks. So do you want to talk about some of the ways that we can break down goals or, um, make them more manageable now that we're at this halfway point in our, in our journey of 2019? Well, I just kind of want, I mean, this kind of answers that question, but I wanted to um, add as well. Like, I think it's really important to keep track of time. I think sometimes we set goals and it's this ambiguous future goal that we're going to eventually get there. Um, And even sometimes we can do that within like our prep. Um, like, oh, I'm going to get on stage in so many months. But I think it's really important to actually like to like, it's almost like this will help you split down that goal. It's like knowing your time frame. like you don't want to turn around and it'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to get on stage in four weeks. Like, 
I think it's really important. And that's why a lot of times I have my clients when they're setting in their check-ins, I want them to tell me when their um, show is or how many weeks they are out, because I want to know that they are looking at the same timeline that I'm looking at, because that focus will be there as well. Cause I can remember like when I first started um, competing a couple years ago, when I would have to send Amy my check-ins and I'm looking at like a double digit week and then all of a sudden it's a single digit week. Like that was like, Oh boy, like, here we go. This is a reality check. It's coming up. Um, so I think like being aware of your timeline is a really important thing. Like have it in front of you, like Amy said. Um, and then I just think it like find whatever you can that will be like small steps that will, you can say like that you have completed that task to get you towards that end goal. Um, so like, if you want to be at this end goal of like, you want to be on the pro stage, um, then you need to do those small steps every single day that pro does in order to get to that area. Um, if you want to just like work on getting on stage just to compete and say you've done it, then that's how you should live those small goals and those small steps. I know that was like a big change for me. Um, when I first started prepping, I just wanted to get on stage and see how I did. And then when I made the decision of, I want to, I want to win, like I want to win a show, like that's when it all kind of like clicked and it became like way more focused. And I think that's what like had brought success like a little bit faster. Um, and I think also vocalizing your goals as well too, like either writing it down or verbalizing it. Um, I think for me to be able to say to Amy, like my goal this year is I want to win a regional show. Saying that out loud, like gave me huge accountability, but it also allowed me to hear myself say it and to be able to like um, make it a reality so that I knew when I was making those decisions of like, getting to the gym, even if I was tired or measuring out my food and like not going overboard on my measurements. Um, I knew that that was like my end goal and everything that I did, I asked like, is, is it worth it? Like, is it worth me having this extra bite? Is it worth me like shortcutting myself on some reps? Like, is it worth if I'm not going to get to that end stage? And I think Amy, you have said this really well before is like, if you don't do it, someone else is. Yeah. So it's really important to be on your on your game. That's a huge thing. I mean, just think about the the countless hours. Like Ashley spending a thousand hours on probably what takes maybe thirty seconds for her to walk forward, walk back, and then walk off. I mean That's incredible. That's a lot of time. But she wants to be the best in the world. So that's what she's gonna do. And for an amateur, it could be as simple as just like, I mean, I know for myself, like, this is something I'm like, okay, what can I do this week? And, you know, in the past, I'd had like 10,000 steps a day. So last week, I was like, I'm going to get 13,000. And I could see it. I could see it on my watch. Like, I knew that I hit it every day. And that was a win for me. And that was just like an extra 10 minute walk that I added to my day. And um, like this week, I'm trying to get 15,000 steps. And so, you know, at my son's baseball game, I parked way in the back of the parking lot just to like uh, make force myself to get more steps. And then my husband yeah. was like, 
oh, let's get a coat in the car. I'm like, no, I'll go get it. And so I got more <laughs> steps. And it's just like I knew that like that was something I could control. And yeah. um, I know that if I measure things to the gram, you know, that's not going to matter to anybody else. But if right. I take a little bite, you know, somebody out there is not doing that. Um, I think about my interview with Regina Harris when I thought about like my last prep and the ketchup thing. And when she said, she's like, I don't even put an extra square of ketchup because I want to be undeniable. And that motivates me, you know, like you're going to get outworked if you don't put yourself in a situation where you are 100% focused on your goal. And, you know, you said that you, you verbalized your goal, but you also wrote it to me in an email. And so, um, so yeah, like having those listed out, I mean, for a second there, I had to like reel it back as I'm like, okay, first place, like we never know who's going to show up, but what can you do to control that? And you did everything you could do to control that. And I gave you a realistic number and you hit it exactly. And I think that that's like the key here is you need a mentor that's going to not only place that accountability, but also like put you into the uncomfortable, which is why I've always for the last, since 2011, since I very fir- my very first competition, I have never done a prep without a coach. And there's a reason. Mm. Because you can always learn from other people, but accountability is huge. Do you think yeah. I can design my workouts? Yes, I can. Do you think I can, like, do my macros? <laughs> yes, I can. But there's something about human nature that we always are looking for homeostasis. So just that fact of someone else, you know, just that outside eye that's going to push you a little bit further. Yes, yeah. you are in charge of your goal. Your coach isn't going to do it for you, but if you can work together with your coach in that, you know, symbiotic relationship where um, everything goes in place um, and you have your goals clearly defined and you communicate that with your coach, I yeah. think that's a big thing too because I wouldn't have been able to get you there if you wouldn't have put that in writing. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah. And you had to tell me on the phone that you wanted to become a pro. Like, I, I remember it was Easter. It was like the – I remember my kids were, like, on an Easter egg hunt. And I remember it's walking through the park. I'm like, do you want to be a pro? You're like, yes, I do. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's what I needed to hear, and we're, we're going to make it happen. Um, yeah. Because I don't write those goals for you. I don't do that for right. any of my clients. Like, But am I going to help you get there in my best way that I can? Yes. And yeah. so – As Brian Tracy says, people with clear written goals accomplish far more in a shorter period of time than people without them could ever imagine. And Brian Mm. Tracy, if you don't know him, he's, I've read every single one of his books. Um, One of my favorites is Eat That Frog. Um, He's really good with time management and um, he's a a big um, mentor for Shalene Johnson. And you guys know how I feel about her. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, look him up. Um, But yeah, he's really big on putting goals and writing. So whatever that is, if it's in a journal, if it's in an email, if it's to somebody, make sure you write down your goals. Um, reevaluate your goals. Make sure that you're taking daily action steps and you're constantly moving in that direction, that every day you're doing something that's going to make you that 1% better. So, yeah. And yeah. Then, that's and all I, I have. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to apply that to, um, since this is the prep life podcast, like I just wanted to be realistic here. Like 
we are in a sport, unfortunately, that is very detail-oriented, where little things make big differences. So um, that's why, like, it, like Amy said, it's really important to know where you want to go and then stay consistently as you can to, like, take that path. It's, like, the idea of being first place or being pro or whatever that goal sounds really great you have to accept the path that goes to that goal, not just like the end. Cause I think some people see like the, the end result and they're like, yes, I want that. Like, but are you really willing to walk the road to get to that end result? Um, you have to accept that as well too. So um, yeah, I just wanted to p- throw that out there to be uh, realistic about the specific sport. Yeah. I love that. So um, this is episode 44 and um I really appreciate all of the comments that we've had. Um, A lot of you have tagged us on your stories that you're listening uh, during your cardio or whatever it may be. Um, And if you could just do us a favor, if you found value in this episode, I would really love it if you just like shared it with a friend, maybe just text it to them or um, share it by via email, anything like that. Share it with somebody that you think that um, this could make a difference in their lives because that's why we do this. We we do this to educate, to inspire. Hopefully, you know, you're going to get something out of this episode, we hope. Um, <laughs> but that's why we do it. We just want to pass it on. Yeah. <laughs> so pass it on to someone else if you found that, that value for us. Um, we would so appreciate it. And um, you can find us on Instagram at Prep Life Podcast. And please um, subscribe to our iTunes, um, the Prep Life Podcast. We would so appreciate it. Um, it really helps other people that are interested in the same topics um, find our podcast as well. And then if you're so gracious, sorry, we're asking all of these things of you, but um, a five-star <laughs> rating or review would be really appreciated. Um, because iTunes really loves that for the algorithm. So uh, this is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Enger, signing off with my beautiful co-host. And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening, guys.